right. Uh, you're listening to Being Jim Davis. Tagline, Being Jim Davis. Tagline author, Lisa Dupe. Mm. So, John, can I ask you something? Sure. No, this yeah, seems yeah, like a good, yeah, yeah. A good, I mean, uh, good I, moment to Yeah, yeah. So, have you been getting into stop the, uh, the mask making... Um, Craig? No, uh, the president says that that he doesn't feel like he needs to wear one. So mm-hmm. I, gonna... I mean, I'm, I, you know, look, I trust the authorities, you know, and yeah, he's yeah. The, <laughs> he is like the biggest authority there is. Uh-huh. So yeah, yeah, I I made one out of a brazier. She did nice. Mm. That's fun. Yeah, yeah. So I highly recommend it if anyone is wanting to. Throw yeah, use out one of your braziers, John. Just use an old old bra, you know. If you got a, if you got an old brazier lying around. I think you want at least a deep cup. Uh, it has to be an old one. It doesn't have to be an old one. Well, you don't want to waste a new one. Yeah. Sports bra, ideally. Mm. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Usually, it's a good cup. You know, it co- covers covers the uh, mouth and nose. It depends yeah. on the size of your face and the size of your bosoms. Though, uh, it John. does. It does. Did the, does the bosoms? Size of your face, like, is that basically so, the size? Somebody of your have bosoms? multiple bosoms? Well, you just want. I mean, you just need one bosom for your face. Yeah, you just need one bosom for your face. Yeah, yeah. I think you want to go on the higher cup size end. You know, at least a D cup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's your cup size, John? I, I, it's probably D. Yeah. yeah. Maybe a, a, tri- a double D, triple D. Mm. Yeah. Look, they're all letters. I mean, mm-hmm. look, it's definitely a letter. So. Anyways. I noticed you're not wearing it right now. No, no, I'm not wearing it right now. I have, I'm not. Well, unless you're wearing it as a bra. He's talking about the mask, listeners. <laughs> he didn't just. <laughs> John Gibson did not just say he noticed my wife is not wearing her bra. It would have been inappropriate. Well, it, I mean, but it's it is accurate. Can see I mean, anyway, like, but yeah, yeah. Well, they don't know. <laughs> That's true. You're not wearing that particular bra. <laughs> um, I I yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, did I say what my name was and all that shit? No, I don't think so. I don't so. know if you did. I think I'm not going to do it in this one. Okay. My name okay. is Christopher Winter, and I'm Jim Davis. <sighs> and I'm Christine, and I am not Jim Davis. So I'm and gonna those things off. are true for me yeah, too. Yeah. All right, okay. It's <laughs> except for the you know specifics. Thank you for joining us, Christine. It's Sunday. It is the post antepenultimate day of January, the thirty first. It's nineteen eighty two. We're reading a Garfield. It's number one three two three. What happens in this one? You know what I call the antepenultimate day sometimes, John. The penultimate. That's another way to say that. Oh, uh, John. In today's Garfield. Hey, what's going on with today's Garfield? <laughs> it has more panels than usual. Weird. I mean, yeah, I don't disagree. Yeah. That hasn't happened before. All right, so we've got two prelusionary panels. They mm-hmm. will end up being discussed, I'm sure. Hope not. I'm not going to I'm not going to make a mm-hmm. statement one way or the other. Mm-hmm. I'm just like I'm 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 not playing that game anymore. Okay. Um there are six narrative panels. Yep. Who maybe they won't be discussed. I don't know. Oh god, that would be nice. Okay. <laughs> narrative panel right. 1. Garfield is in a grassy field. It might be a knoll. He might be atop a grassy knoll. 
There are precisely two flowers on this field or knoll. They're red flowers. He's cupping his hands over his stomach or maybe his bosom. And there's an err noise coming from his stomach, and he's unhappy. And that's his stomach. His tummy is growling. Mm-hmm. And that is panel one. Panel two. Uh, identical things uh, are the flowers <laughs> and the hill. Look, if, if we're doing one of those spot the six differences things. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. Difference number one: Garfield's head mm-hmm. is facing the other direction. Yep. Difference number, number two, two: There's a motion line. Number three, uh, indicating that the head has spun around 180 degrees, or mm-hmm. maybe slightly short of that. Number three. Uh, difference number three: Garfield's expression it went from mild boredom to uh, extreme excitement. Number four. Uh, Garfield's hands are, instead of being clasped on his bosom or belly, they're kind of like just out in front of him. Number like, five. Like a zombie sort of. Number five, there is a speech bubble coming from off, off panel. Mm-hmm. Number six. Uh, it says Garfield lunchtime. And Number six. Two, name drop. Number six, the err is missing. I think you did a great job of enumerating the differences, John. And we came up with exactly six. Yeah. Uh, That's fun. Panel three, Garfield is engaged hover mode. Mm-hmm. He is zooming from right to left to indicate that he is moving backwards in time. This is in defiance <laughs> of all comics logic. Garfield is a tachyon. Characters are supposed to move from left to right. Mm-hmm. Um there's a, a speech bubble coming from the left again, going, Garfield, where are you? He's, like, flying over a gray area, which I guess is meant to indicate pavement. In the background is uh, some green grass. It's that knoll, I guess. A green and, surface. Let's, yeah, a I green mean, surface. Like, okay. And there's no there's no indication that there's, like, Let's not actual... bury the lead here, John. Okay, but there was, like, it, clearly he, he drew grass, like, somewhat effectively in the first two panels we've got like little tufts you know yeah yeah there's none of that here. looked grassy there well yeah. well just because garfield's moving so so quickly you know the the, uh, the background is blurring there, I, I guess everything else will be a blur too huh let's not bury the lead okay there's uh the lower section <laughs> of what is probably a human male just floating in the upper right-hand corner of the panel, and it looks a lot like John Arbuckle. Yeah, it's John's shoes, John's blue pants, John's turquoise shirt. That's enough to convince the mailman to be like, here's your mail, John. Morning, John, here's your mail. Um, yeah, the mailman doesn't appear hey. nearly enough in Garfield. Hey. An obscure reference to a wholly unremarkable Garfield from like three years ago. <laughs> um, I like. I guess we're meant to believe that this is a person Garfield barreled into and just knocked over, sort of yeah. into the air. The mechanics just don't seem to work for me, and there are no, no motion lines really. on the person. Yeah, so it looks like they're floating, and also yeah. it looks like John, and that's all weird. There are many strange, yeah. Yeah, and and the, and the posture of the the this body is like it it's still like the knees are bent at a ninety degree angle as though it were sitting in a chair. Yeah, uh, and they just like they were struck 
on the front, presumably by Garfield going, you know, through space, and they they were driven directly up in the air. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. The whole thing is is quite odd. Dialogue box, Garfield, where are you? If you, if you didn't read that, I think you did. Um. Yeah, I think I did too. In panel, let's call it four. Um, Garfield is so we get this interior shot of presumably John Arbuckle's front yard. Could be the backyard. We don't know. Um, but there's like a, a a fence and a walk and grass, and we're like standing sort of like with the house to our back, presumably, looking at the fence. And there's a gate, and Garfield is flying inwards, and he's just banged into the gate and knocked it off its hinges and he's very excited and there's like a, a star you know sort of a star thing and you know it's very exciting yeah this is a real action shot john this is the money yeah shot. one of the, one of the hinges is just floating in the air above yeah. the door yeah this uh, this the, panel inspired the fast and furious franchise the other hinge is the top hinge that is mm-hmm. the bottom hinge is suspended in the air above this whole situation the top hinge yeah is looks like it's still attached to the door part of the fence and has just become detached from the main part of the fence yeah this is this is quite a panel john this this panel it, is action packed this is a it, it's reasonable that this panel is included in a published garfield yeah. yeah yeah um it is this panel is very reasonable <laughs> um panel five john garf okay now we've got like a side view um it's like we're standing on the grass looking at the walk mm-hmm. with a little bit of the house on our left still unclear to me if that's the front door or the back door it's anyway it's a doorway with no door in there at all mm-hmm yeah, I don't know that it's. I don't know that it makes a strong it could difference. Be a side door. Which door this is? It might be the side door. It's the door through which Garfield is entering, or is about to enter. It could be the hidden door. Anyway, but like it's just a doorway. There's no door there, and Garfield is he's he's coming to an abrupt stop. He's sitting down. His um. His it, there's a a. a, a Motion, you know, double motion line behind him. The word "scree" as an onomatopoeia, mm-hmm. um, and I, this I like this effect a lot. You know, his his le- feet are down on the pavement, and it's like the pavement is splashing out in front of him, like he was going yeah. so fast that he's tearing up the paint. And you can see like this oh. streak of broken. Pavement no, 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 him. no, no. I think it's wet cement. Why would it be wet cement? I think Garfield recent, or I mean, uh, John recently had his his walkway resurfaced. Mm, that would explain why there's no door on his doorway. Yeah, you got to take your door out if you're. You're gonna take the door off its hinges. Yeah, I guess. That's fun. And Garfield's happy, and he's stopping, and I guess he's getting wet cement all over his ass. Apparently. Mm-hmm. In panel six, listener, we got a standard shot of. Standard countertop shot here. In fact, it's basically Stan Cowpo, John Arbuckle standing at left, Garfield walking in at the right, not sitting, but on top of the counter. John's, uh, Garfield's food bowl is sitting on the counter in front of John. How do I know it's Garfield's? It says Garfield on it, and there's some food in it. And John Arbuckle is saying, It is time for you to eat, your majesty. 
Garfield, instead of looking excited about food, which he has for the past four panels, is looking regal and haughty mm-hmm. and disinterested. Mm-hmm. And he's thinking, if I must. If yep. I must. Yep. Let it be so. That's what Garfield thinks. Yeah. So say I. I don't Garfield. really have anything to say about this. No, I know. You made me do it's, a lot uh, of the description here. Yeah. Um, it, Garfield's body looks a little shortened in that final panel. Yeah. Like his head is almost bigger than his torso. That's fun. Eh, is it? <laughs> well, okay. If you, if you're really going to put my feet to the fire, uh, no, it's not particularly fun. Yeah. Yeah. But what are you going to do? It's a thing I noticed, Chris. There's nothing nothing we can do about it. Yeah. Try as we might. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. Anyway. <laughs> wow, I just turned my video back on. Mm-hmm. Or I mean, I, I I was, you know, I had a different window over the Zoom window. Sure you did. I just went back to the Zoom window and I saw your hair. You look like you've been podcasting about Garfield for two <laughs> for hours. hours. I really <laughs> Well, John, I'm I'm well overdue for a haircut. And it's just getting worse and worse because yeah. as a responsible member of society, I'm not going to go out to a fucking, you know, hair salon yeah. and, and, and lick all the people. There's no way. Okay, I'm not number going to eat all the haircuts number one, like number I one, normally do when I get a haircut. You can't go into a barbershop without licking every surface. It's just a, I mean, that's just it's good how I, What I normally do, yeah. Number two, mm-hmm. there is literally no way. Right. For your hair to be cut without you leaving the house. That's correct, John. Yeah. They don't the court the court said we're not allowed to have sharp objects anymore. <laughs> <laughs> because of the unfortunate incidents in the past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Social services, blah blah blah. Yeah. Also, John, the, you know what they say, never let your girlfriend cut your hair. Particularly in my case, John, because my yeah, wife Yeah, cuz your wife would be, yeah, would, she would be she yeah, would be upset about that. <laughs> Uh, uh, okay you've been listening to being jim you've been listening to being jim davis you have chosen the path of garfield please rate review and subscribe on apple podcasts or the podcatcher of your choice hey why not visit www.beingjimdavis.com? There are so many things you can do there. <laughs> you can say there are so many reasons. <laughs> <laughs> there are so many things you can do at www.beingjimdavis.com. The that set I had of things post. that you can do at Being Jim Davis is it's countably infinite. It's overpopulated. So I, I had it's to countably infinite. Had to post a link to a survey. Which header items on www.beingjimdavis.com should we delete? Because right now there are too many. And as we await mm-hmm. the results of that survey, yep, it falls upon us to end the podcast. You'd think we would. You'd There's think other, we would. other things you can do too, John. You can sign up to host the show. You can submit a tagline to be read on air. You can you can submit theme music for either this show, this podcast. Or our fictional Andy Cap podcast that maybe we have to record now because someone made theme music for it. Think it was but Ryan Pfeiffer. But not our fictional sandwich podcast. Oh no, we're which already has the, a name. 
Well, yeah, we're going to handle the theme music for Sandwich Club ourselves, right? Oh, I thought you were talking about the names. Oh, no, no. Um, Isn't there... I thought there was a link to submit possible names for the Andy For the Andy Cat. No, that's just... uh, Adam Catscratch, I think, for a while was emailing us various podcast names. Mm. Um, I guess that you can still do without the link. What is the theme... Oh, oh, I know what the theme music for Sandwich Club is, John. What is it? It's Potato and Onion Getting It On. Oh, okay. You play in its entirety every episode. (laughs) Every episode is eight and a half minutes of 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 rapping about a sandwich, (laughs) and one and a half minutes of discussion, if not less. If not less. Do you think like maybe every episode of Sandwich Club? Let's say it's just the two of us, and like the episode is just like, John, what sandwich are you eating? And you say like, I'm eating a pastrami on rye, and then that's it. Straight to I credits. Mean, that works. It's a formula. I think we I think we need guests on it though. I think it's gotta be like people talking about their experiences with different sandwiches. Mm-hmm. You know, people from all walks of life. Mm, okay. Celebrities, musicians, sure. artists, sure. cultural figures. Gilbert Gilbert Godfrey. Gilbert uh, Godfrey, Jeffrey Lewis of the Middlebury Institute of International uh-huh. Studies, philosopher Daniel C. Dennett. Mm-hmm. Maybe Lisa Dupe. Um, yeah, look, I'm into the, I'm into Sandwich Club. I think this is I'm a looking, great podcast. Sandwich Club released every hour on the hour. I di- I disagree that it's every hour. What? No, John, it is every hour. But Sandwich Club, the official stance of Sandwich Club is that there are very few hours. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, being Jim Davis is is released on the hour. Just not every hour. Also, sometimes not on the hour. It's usually on the hour. Yeah, sometimes it's just like well, when we no, get around okay. to it. <laughs> it's, it's always nominally on the hour. <laughs> it's right? True. It's true. Maybe it's just the same episode of Sandwich Club is released every hour on the hour. Mm? Sure. Like what if it's Maybe just so. the same episode for a week is just released 24 times on the hour. Did you already say thank you? Thank you and good night.
pretty big. Well, what'd you put on that sandwich? Let me see. I put ham and turkey on a slice of bread. Some of the finest cheese you ever been fed. A walloping dollop of Dijon spread. A walloping dollop? That's what I said. Didn't have any lettuce. Used bacon instead. Never heard of that in any cookbooks I've read. Now listen here. I'm gonna tell you about this sandwich. Oh yeah, you tell me about it. I used onions, potatoes, and beef tornadoes. Sun-dried tomatoes all the way from Barbados. Gourmet mushrooms, sweet and sour pork veal. So fresh it was delivered by a store. White cheddar so aged you can't eat it with a fork. As sharp as the body and wit of contemporary satirist P.J. O'Rourke. Wow, that's sharp. Oh, yeah. When I finished making it, I popped the cork on my finest bottle of Bordeaux Lube. I've been 1972. Sandwich no man in this world could eschew. It's made quite a splash with the ladies, too. It's got eggs and tuna and sour cream Fine lady fingers soaking old Jim Beam Zest from the rind of a tangerine Sandwich not dreamed of by man or machine Sandwich almighty, sandwich supreme Mayonnaise and ketchup are on the scene Spicy mustard so spicy it'll make you scream I'm gonna eat this sandwich till I bust at the seams Fresh bell peppers, you're on the team 77 layers from bottom to top The finest ingredients, the cream of the crop Hey, what you talking about? I'm talking about artichoke carts and baby bok choy deep fried to perfect for each golden boy, milk and coconut, meat a giraffe, sandwich so tall, it'll cut you in half, diagonal along with my bow crooker staff, any way you slice it, it'll kick your ass, it's got juniper berries and lemongrass, sauteed fillets, a large and small mouth bass, sandwich so big it got a four and a half, salt-cured salmon and grilled polenta chip beef and gravy and grits and ham Hey, oh, what about that baba ganoush I, I didn't put on any of that, but I meant to. Chart of many colors and honey glazed pheasant slice beyond daily thin and anointed with resin of buttermilk blossoms and sweet watermelon delightful to the palate. It oh so nice smelling. A big beef brisket on a bad bad bun is sandwich layer number 71 with baked beans baked in the morning sun in moderate amounts. About six tons, ten miles high, forty feet wide. Got a sign proclaiming. Oh, I know. On the side, a true sandwich maker, I'm bona fide. None can defeat me, but thousands have tried. I slice a ripe avocado with bravado, three tennis freestyling with mucho. A bride of brung crinkle cut corn cakes from Colorado. Ten slices of cheddar, seven slices of Gruyere. Sandwich so big it feed the nation of Zaire. Layer 37's got a chocolate eclair, four kinds of prosciutto, and a bag of gummy bears. It's dazzling taste buds without a care. Subtle and nuanced like my man Fred Astaire. Sandwich so vast as to inspire awe. Such a big mouthful it'll break your jaw. Sandwich don't fit in your fucking awe. Fucking biggest sandwich you ever saw. Size beyond realm pepperoni and Canadian bacon. I even put a slice of marble fudge cake in like a rock and roll freight train will late at the station. It's been one hell of a sandwich making. A culinary tour de force and that's no faking. For sure I'll have you up and your booty's shaking. It's over high bandwidth. The Earl of Sandwich is super supreme to the extreme and it's Earth's last line of defense against the I got a fried egg smothered in holiday sauce. Two division loads of dill and cost. Sanctified under the one true cross. The sandwich makers go on the boss. Ingenuitive as brilliant contemporary avant-garde composer Lucas Foss. I choked the chickens and shot my hoss. Sandwich too powerful for dental floss. Outspoken as contemporary feminist theorist and activist Mary P. Coss. Up trim with gobs of baloney, got ice cream, vanilla, chocolate, and spumoni. My man, Mike Mahoney, he drove the Zamboni on layer 31 to apply the rice Motherfucker, think you got a bigger sandwich to show me. Sandwich so big, I gotta pay alimony. Bitch, you won't talk to me on the telephone. But a face will be stony when she sees on a Sony someone hitting this phony that took me aboard. Sandwich so fucked up, it's out of its gourd. Sandwich will never bow down to the sword. Sandwich could feed a barbarian horde. Sandwich, give
something to do when you're bored This sandwich escaped from the big sandwich board Sandwich financed by pork barrel spinning Sandwich always has a happy ending Sandwich had too much sandwich tending Sandwich from the east to the west coast extending Sandwich the orbit of earth defending Sandwich born in heaven descending Sandwich forged hell's fires tormenting Sandwich so boss as to win any fight Sandwich won anger the Christian right Sandwich resorized is quite a sight Sandwich has holy dazzling sandwich light Sandwich illuminates the darkest night Sandwich of power, sandwich of might Sandwich puts into all feminine blind Sandwich take your sister out and treat her right Sandwich go well with Michelob light Sandwich reaches the most highest height Sandwich will goddamn make your pants tight Sandwich is a sandwich rapper's delight Sandwich so tasty, don't put up a fight Sandwich so tasty, don't just try a bite well now, it's rather amusing that you should suggest that, because, ironically, you see, in the time it took you to expound upon the greatness of your sandwich, I have in fact eaten the entire thing. This podcast was brought to you by the Pitch Drop Podcast Network. Like what you just heard? Support the show by going to patreon.com forward slash pitch drop. And while you're at it, check out pitchdrop.net for more of this and other shows.